This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. About your work with God. The Bible talks about Enoch, that Enoch walked with God and it was not for the Lord took him. But when the writer of Hebrew began to recount that experience, they say, Enoch walked with God and it was not because the Lord took him. For he had this testimony that he pleased the Lord. We don't walk pleasing men. We walk pleasing the Lord. And that is what I've seen in God's servant, Reverend Dr. Jonathan Imogu. Can we put our hands together for him once again to the glory of God? There are men and there are men. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, it says, I will give you pastors after my heart. Who will do what? Feed you with knowledge and understanding. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So pastors, leaders, prophets of God, Send to us uh, a gift. He said, I will give you. So whatever God gives to you is a gift. But what do you do with it? You receive it, you honor it, you appreciate it, then it begins to grow in your life. Can you say amen? amen. We appreciate God's servant. Here in this church and also in the body of Christ, the role that you play, you know, in the larger body of Christ. And I pray that God will continually encourage you amen. and strengthen you. And we are confident that that which has begun in you, it will complete in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God for a wonderful woman of God. Can we put our hands together for Mama? When you have a pastor's wife that is excited about God's word, about God's people, about the work of God, it is uncommon. Can you say amen? amen? It is a call. Our position here is a call. Amen. You can you don't get it because you desire it. You have to be called into it. Can you say amen? amen? Now when you see a man of God that has his wife standing with him, it's a great treasure. So mama, we appreciate you. And we pray that the grace of God will multiply over you. Amen. The good hearts, you know, and the excitement that we see in you every time we see you shall multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. From both known and unknown quarters, the Lord continues to strengthen you Amen. and grant you your heart desires. Amen. Your children shall be as the olive plants round about your table. Amen. In the name of Jesus, whosoever blesses you shall be blessed. Amen. And so whoever stands against you, God will stand against Amen. such. God bless you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. The leadership of the church, we appreciate you. Pastor Jonathan uh, is a great man of God that I have a lot of respect for. Um, <laughs> I've seen a, a, a bit of, in my, by God's grace, I'm going to be 25 years in, the, in this apostolic work by next year, to God's glory. <laughs> so we have seen a bit. Can you say amen? amen? When you see a genuine man of God that has a heart for God, we need to stand with them and encourage them in, in every way possible. 
So we salute you, sir. Mama. May the Lord continue to increase you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I saw Mama in Mogu. Where's Daddy? Daddy was there. Is Daddy around? <laughs> I saw him when we came. Ah, bless you, sir. <laughs> Good to see you. Mommy um, and Daddy in Mogu, we are happy to see you every time. What, 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 a, what a great thing to, to have your parents, you know, believe in your call. Can I take you wrote a book? He said, when a man of God has his people, his parents, stand with him, it's, it's so common. Yeah. In that book, before he died, he wrote a book and he said he knew what he saw for, for, for anybody to even believe in his call, in his family. I'm telling you the truth. You know, so it's a great uh, honor, you know, to have mommy and daddy here and all the leadership of the church. And uh, where are the kings? And the kings, they put our hands together for the kings. I, I, was, I was blessed by your administration. I didn't know whether I should laugh or I should jump or I should put one finger on the, ro- on the floor and spin around. You know, I was, I was I'm not this man. <laughs> and, I, and I could hear that the choir was saying, go, man, go. Praise the Lord. The Lord hold on to you in Jesus' name. You know, when you come to your house, you, you are relaxed. And that's why I'm just, you know, so I don't, don't think I'm going to begin to preach any strange message. No, I just want to talk to you what God has put in my heart. Amen. And we talk like, you know, we are the family talk. Amen. And we'll be blessed in Jesus' name. If you have not yet picked your blessing, before I finish, you will pick your own. Amen. You are not even saying a good amen. amen. Strength for the battle. Strength for the battle. Um, sorry, not even for the battle. Strength for battle. You, you know, sometimes you have topics like strength for the journey. Amen. Uh, but now, when I look at this, it says strength for battle. Amen? Amen? It's very powerful. It's not just for the battle, for all battles. And there are three categories of battle I want to talk to you about. How many categories? Three, three categories. I will give you the three types, and I will give you two case studies, and then we'll pray, we'll be done. Now, the first category of battle is battles that, came or that come from the pits of hell to bring shame, to bring needless pain. Battle, that's type one battle. Type one battle is the battle that comes from the devil. Just because you are born again, just because you are a child of God, it marks you as a threat to his kingdom. It is the type one battle. And it happens to everyone, so to say. So how the question is, how do I respond to this type one battle? You just respond by using the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. If you look at the book of Acts chapter number three, and probably we can just read a few verses there. Acts chapter number 3, let's see whether we can read it from verse 1 to verse 9. The Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily, 
at the beautiful, the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask harms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask and harms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, such as I have given I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Verse 9 together. I want to go. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. That will be your testimony. Amen. I'm here with one of my protocols, protocols. Uh, Brother David. Um, people who have seen you in a particular posture, in a particular immovable situation, like stagnancy or stagnation, very soon they will see you leaping, walking, and praising the Lord. For God will today register a major breakthrough in your life, a landmark breakthrough in your life, in the name of Jesus. How do I respond to type 1 problem? How do I respond to type 1 challenge? How do I respond to type 1 battle? In the name of Jesus, you break that joke. You pray, you fast, you cast out the devil. You cast out that demon. Amen? Amen. You superimpose the power of God over that operation of the enemy. You come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. You bind it, you lose. That is how to respond to type 1 battle. Or problem. Then we have the type 2 problem. These are man-made battles. Somebody say man-made. Man -made. Say it again. Man These are self-inflicted problems. Self-inflicted, I mean, people draw battles to themselves. Sometimes it comes by sinful uh, operations, activities, sin. Sometimes people run their mouths and they invite problems to themselves. They backbite and they invite problems to themselves. They are self-inflicted problems. There are people today that they are under the siege of the enemy because they have touched who they should not touch. Type 2 problem that people have is a self-inflicted problem. Sometimes it comes out of laziness, slothfulness, gluttony, covetousness, negative lifestyle, unnecessary distractions. And then you are fighting, you know, a battle that you are not winning. What is the antidote? What is the solution? How do we respond? Simply change. 
your lifestyle. Somebody say change. change. As Christians, we need to know where we belong. There are today there are some people that are battling unnecessarily in their health just because of poor eating habits. True of us. You must eat healthy, sleep very well, and don't oversleep. Too much of everything is what is bad. There are people today who are going through financial battles because they don't pay tithes. They don't give. Anytime you want to talk about money or you want to talk about giving, they don't like you. They just change their countenance. And they are fighting battles in their finances. They are working as if nothing is happening. It's a self-inflicted problem. In the body of Christ today, there is a challenge. In the world today, there is a challenge. And some of those challenges are, 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 seems to be finding their ways you know, into the church. But we need to stop the way against them. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Those of us that we operate in the social media, they are very good at them. All kinds of junks are sent. All kinds of junks. Make sure you know how to dodge away from them. Make sure you know how to counter them by the word. The Bible says, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He also said that the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do what? Exploits. Type 2 problem. Battles are unnecessary. They are not necessary for you. You don't need them and you can cheaply avoid them. How? Go the way of God. Go the way of the scriptures. Go the way that your pastor is feeding you. I will give you pastors after my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. But if you refuse to eat, that is a self-inflicted problem. It's just a matter of time. That some people, when they come to church, they come with a heart that is set. So no matter what you are going to preach, preach from here to tomorrow. The, he already knows that he, this is what he wants to do. God cannot go far with you. What do I do with a type 2 problem? A, pro, a man-made problem. Look inward. Like the prodigal son. He said to himself, he spoke to himself. He turned to himself. If God be for you, no one can be against you. If not, yourself. The only person can be against you when God is on your side is you. He turned inward and began to ask himself some serious creative questions. If you ask yourself the wrong questions, you will have the wrong answers. But when you face yourself and you ask the right questions, right answers will come. And he found out, asking the right answer, I mean, questions, he found out that the way forward in God's kingdom is backward. I want to say it again. In God's kingdom, the way forward is backward. Jeremiah 6, verse 6, you need to go back to where you have missed it. 
Amen. It is important. So he knew where he missed it, and he knew that the way forward was to make a U-turn, to make amends. In my Christian work, I, grew, I, I knew some people that were very hot and I mean, so, very prosperous in those days. But they brought problem. There was a man, of, a, a man I, I knew. He was a business, business guy in the Kedja. I don't want to tell his name, but he, he sells burger. He used to sell burger in those days, burgers. You, you understand? And some of you know him at the Kedja. He was making an unusual breakthrough. He had an unusual breakthrough years back in the 90s. But now, something entered into him, he was deceived. He joined some people who are, who are, who are, who are, who are fighting against Apostle Anstem. <laughs> I don't want to mention. You understand? There are certain things that you, you see, you should not go, you should not do. Ah, he made a mistake, he was deceived. In a few months, his business went down. It's just a matter of, in less than one year, nobody heard about him anymore. He was moving. When you say so, 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 uh, beggar, a burger, I mean, when he was moving, who, who was Mr. Biggs? You understand? All these other people have not come out. It was every, it was the talk of the town. But he put forth his hands against the dust anointed, and he brought a curse by, by himself. Today we are going to have repentance. Can you say amen? amen? All you need to do is that some don't just pray any prayer, just a prayer of Lord, I repent. I believe you are much better now. The pastor gave you my message. He did not give me my message. He forgot. I will thank God. He will preserve your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now. We need to look inward. Is there any mistake that I've made in my life? Is there anything I've done wrong that has invited challenges to my life? Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. First John chapter 1 and verse 9. The Bible says that if you confess our sins, when we confess our sins, God is able to forgive us even all our unrighteousnesses. Amen? But if we say that we have no sin, we make God, we are not saying the truth. The truth is not, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, uh. So is there anything in your life or you have done in the past that may be a source of the enemy's attack to your life? You are going to ask the Lord for forgiveness. Can you say Amen. amen. Some guys could pray. And pastor has heard me share this before. In those days, in our prayer, the pastor could sit down for 12 hours and pray. He will bring a curse upon himself. If there's anybody that has left anywhere where you work, your place of work, and just because of your problem, because of gossip, and because of the way you have brought the vision, please quickly go and pray until they are restored. Can you say amen? amen? There are different people that come to minister here with different assignments. And I'll try not to do somebody else's assignments. I want to keep and stay by the assignment that has put to me. But you see, when God put this in the heart of 
the leader and leadership to send for a servant of God is because that's, the, that's, that's an inspiration for that. That must be a need from the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. So, search yourself today. Because by the reason of this encounter with the Lord today, I see elevation coming your way. Amen. I see unusual promotion coming your way. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the type three problem or battle is the one that Pastor was talking to us about when he stepped here. And as I said, he has already preached my message. The type three problem of battle is the battle permitted by God. These are battles that carry within them treasures, hidden blessings, hidden prosperity, hidden beauty, and hidden wisdom from the Lord. So I'm going to give us two scenarios, case studies. But there are people that we have seen through their lives that they went through these type three battles. And everyone in life that is going to work with God must understand these battles and recognize them when you have one and how to respond to them and how to deal with them. We see that the Israelites had a battle from where they were to get to the promised land. They encountered some, I mean, serious battles permitted by the Lord. But in the warmth of those battles were the hidden pressures or hidden treasures of the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. We see Hannah. Somebody say Hannah. Amen. Hannah went through childlessness, barrenness, stagnancy for several years. The force of stagnation took hold on her and she could not have a child. And if you mistake that type of battle for type one, you just weary yourself unnecessarily. And that's the problem with, this, with, the, with the body of Christ in this age. We're trying to use the formula for type one problem to handle type three problem. It will not work. You say, oh, go, 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 go. Nobody wants to reckon with people who are going through some, you know, prolonged process of God. They say, go and see a prophet. Go and see that prophet. Go and listen. And there are so many prophets right now who are, yeah, who are preaching another gospel. There are situations that happen to you. Battles that immediately you take authority and they chicken out. But there are some challenges in life that you have to pass through. Jesus could not pray off drinking from the cup of death. He could not. Are you hearing me now? He prayed the prayer, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away. That was the son of man in him speaking. 
But quickly the Son of God in him responded, Nevertheless, nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. Is there, is there, is there a tearing? Is there a cup of challenges that you are carrying right now, you are drinking from? And you are praying the prayer of Jesus. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass away. It's as if the problem is not abating. It's not going. Listen. Receive grace to stand. Amen. Stand on the word of God. Stand on the promise of God. Can you say amen? amen? Hannah, year after year, she waited for a child. But she maintained an unbroken focus in the pursuit of kingdom agenda. Don't let what you have and what you don't have hinder you from serving the Lord. Come on, are you hearing me now? He said, all these years I've been going to Shiloh. I've been going with you. I've been going to church. I've done this. I've done that. I've done everything. I'm you know, I'm still like this. You are dealing with a type 3 problem, which is for your benefits. He said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you express diverse kinds of battles and challenges, temptations, trials, Because everything is working together for your good. My sister was married in 1981, my immediate elder sister. And for seven years, there was no issue. Amen? In those seven years, we were not just standing. Okay? We were praying and praying, fasting and everything. Seven years. Amen? But when the end of that cycle will come, I was washing my clothes. I remember that Saturday. I will never forget. And the Lord said, up, go to your sister's house, travel there in Bado. The husband was, I mean, became a bank manager at the age of 25 with the old National Bank. How many people know, remember National Bank? How many people, let me see your hands. Not many people. Okay. <laughs> the old school, we remember. National Bank then. Then from National Bank to uh, Owena Bank, you know, until he became a controller. At the age of 25, he was a branch manager. He had everything. He built his house early, and he had official houses and everything and all those things here and there, but he had no child. Elizabeth served the Lord. Zechariah served the Lord, but dead, they had no child. But that day, the Lord said to me, go to the house and bring my presence. So I traveled, left everything, I went to the house, and I began to pray the prayer that God said I should pray. That same month, the strong goal of delay for seven years was broken. And I believe I'm here on time. Somebody say, on time. On time. And now, to break certain barriers. You know why I'm here? You know why I'm here? I'm here because your time of affliction is over. Amen. Some of you, your time of delay is over. Amen. There are people that go ahead of us. But when it's now time for us to go, there's an assignment. The strong goal of delay in that life of yours will break today. Amen. The strong goal of delay in that business of yours will break today. The stronghold of delay in that marriage of yours will break today. Yeah. 
That is why I'm here. I'm here to deal with your type 3 problem. Can you say amen? amen? It's God that gives power for battle. It's God that gives anointing for exploits. You cannot give what God has, is not ready to give. Can you say amen? amen? I want you to cheer up, encourage yourself, and open up. Because before some of you leave here today, you will carry the oil of breakthrough. Amen. You are not even saying the good amen. amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You saw Joseph for several years. He carried the treasure of God's hidden beauty and greatness. But then he faced so many battles in his life. He was misrepresented. He was misunderstood. He was resented. He was rejected by his own people. Have you gone through situations that make, that, that make your own people to reject you? Have you gone through some situations that, that make you to begin to, 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 to doubt yourself, to see, I mean, am I really a child of God? Is God alive? Have you started a project and you get stuck in the middle and say, Lord, where, where are you in this project? I mean, a child was born blind. He was born blind. And they saw him. And they wanted to tempt Jesus. And they said to him, this child was born blind. Now tell us, Master, Tell us, teacher, who sinned? Because they believe that every challenge is caused by sin. They could not understand how to categorize challenges and battles. He said, who sinned? His parents or himself when he was yet to be born? And Jesus said, no. No one sinned. Not him, nor his parents. But for the glory of God to be made perfect, to be made manifest in his life. That is type three challenge. And some of you are dealing with that today. And only one answer I have for you. The glory of God will rise up in you. Amen. They came to tell him that Lazarus, whom you love, is sick to the point of death. And he replied, Go tell them, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God to be made manifest. So, in other words, the type 3 kind of battle is for the amplification, is for the introduction, is for the release, the expression of God's glory in your life. So, this I'm praying for, that God will give you strength to bear. Strength to pass through. Amen. And strength to overcome. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can't pray off the winter season. You can't pray off the rainy season. No matter how powerful you are as a prayer warrior. There are certain things you can't pray away. You just persevere. You will endure. You pass through it. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Before I give you these two cases, just more. In Exodus chapter 14, they came to the Red Sea. These were God's people. The mark of God was upon them. The covenants was working in them, very active. And God himself brought them out of Egypt uh, to go to the promised land. But now there was talk in between Egypt and the promised land. They just came out in jubilation, came out in excitement, out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage of hundreds of years. Then all of a sudden, there was a bigger problem in front of them, the Red Sea. What do we do now? Do we call our prayer warriors to pray the tree off? Can you pray the Red Sea off? You cannot. It wasn't the type one kind of problem. Are you hearing me now? Can you repent and say, Lord God, is it my sin that brought the Red Sea? It is not about you. There are some challenges you are going through that is not about you. They are not about you. It's not about your kind. It's not about you. It's about God. It's just that God, in His infinite mercy, in His unsearchable wisdom, has chosen you as a partner to show His glory inside of you, to show His power inside of you. There's some Pharaoh that has risen against you. Some Herod risen against you. It's not because you have done anything wrong. It's not because you have sinned. It's not because of anything where you are born. It's because the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 9 and verse 17. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, For this purpose have I raised thee up, that I may show my power in thee. Romans 9 verse 17. So God was the one that raised Pharaoh. It wasn't their sin. He raised Pharaoh to oppose them, to fight against them, so that his glory shall be shown, might be shown in Pharaoh. Can you say amen? Amen. When eventually God came through for Hannah, everybody heard about their testimony. And very soon, everybody is going to hear about your testimony. I say everybody is going to hear about your testimony. Everybody's going to hear about your testimony. You see, we were born together. You know, we went to school together. We educated, I mean, you know, and all those things. And these guys are doing this and doing that and doing that and doing that. Are you hearing me right now? You know, how about me? Listen, your testimony is about to roll in. Your time is about to be up. The Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. For in this season, you shall reap if you faint not. Please sit down. Amen. And Samuel came, a product of affliction. Samuel came, a product of challenges. Samuel came, a product of delay of many years. And he shut up the mouth of every opposition. That is a major breakthrough that is on your way. Amen. That is a major breakthrough that will be established here today. Amen. That will shut the mouth of your oppositions. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A major breakthrough that God will do in your life. That nobody will question you whether you are serving God or not. Yes, are you hearing me now? Amen. Your summit is about to show up. Amen. Your summit breakthrough. Summit breakthrough. Summit breakthrough. Summit answer, summit result, summit promotion, summit elevation, summit fruitfulness, summit marriage. 
in the name of Jesus. Please sit down. So, if you read that scripture, if you read that scripture in Exodus 14, let's just quickly look at this. In Exodus 14, I like, I like the way it was put. You know, they cried to God, and God wasn't too pleased with that, especially with Moses. Why do you cry unto me? Look, look at, you know, when they were faced with the rest still down, and their enemies were behind them, and there was no way to the right or the left. You know, um, then, verse 13, Exodus 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand out still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go, that they go, that they go. In the midst of that battle, that is not abating. In the front, in the, in the presence, in the midst of it, God says, continue to go forward. How can you tell me to go forward in the face of intimidating opposition? Posing, posing as a threat, constituting a major obstacle and snag to my progress. And God said, tell my people that they go forward. Let's see. Why? He said, but lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, who said that? God. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow me. And I will get me honor. I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Can you say amen? So anytime you see an intimidating opposition and God says go forward, it's because he wants to take glory. So when you are facing a challenge that is more than you can handle, when you are facing an opposing enemy, a Goliath, a Pharaoh, it's because God wants to advertise his glory through your life. Can you say amen? amen. Say, I will not deprive God of his glory. I will not deprive God of his honor. When you faint in the days of adversity, the Bible says your strength is more. If you're chicken out from confronting that problem head on, you will deprive God of his glory. There are certain things that will never happen in our lives there are certain level of strength and oil that we will never be able to receive except we are willing to go headlong. And that's why in Ezekiel uh, 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 3 verse 8, there about, it says, I have made your face to be strong against their faces and your forehead to be strong against their forehead. So that means you have what it takes for the battle. Can you say amen? amen. And when they face the Red Sea, and they began to take steps forward. Steps of faith. Steps for They were not praying it off. They just endure affliction as good soldiers of Christ. What happened? God parted the Red Sea. 
his glory was shown. And when the writer of Psalms was recounting that experience, he said, and the sea saw it and fled. Mountains keep like rams, and Jordan was driven back. That means when they were coming, he said, and the sea saw it. You can't use it for a people. That is wrong grammar. It has to be something else. It was the glory he saw. When they were coming and they refused to give up, the sea saw the glory of God upon their lives and then it fled. The mountains saw that glory upon their lives and they skipped like ram. Can you say amen? amen? Jordan saw it and Jordan fled. That is the level to which you will persevere. That is the level to which you will release your faith in pursuit of God's kingdom purpose and agenda. In going through some challenges that it will attract the oil of heaven. It will attract the glory of God over your life. Can you say amen? amen. This is not the kind of gospel that is popular today. So I won't be, I won't be surprised if some people don't understand it. I know it's okay, I understand. I understand. This is not what you hear today. What you hear today, I want my problem to be solved now. Just now. Are you hearing me now? Yes. That is the kind of things that you hear today. But I like to prepare your heart to let you know when you are in partnership with God, you have a long way to go with him. And most of the things you want you know, in your life all right, is to bring his glory. God is always looking for opportunities to express his glory, to express his power, to give his strength. Now, will he find that opportunity in you? Amen. amen. I say amen. amen. I say amen. amen. I see God doing something great in your life. Amen. In the little time that I have remaining, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9. You guys have been here since when? You have been here since when? Since 8 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> it's a long haul. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, Now, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Syro, the son of Bekorath, the son of Apia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a godly and there was not among the children of Israel a godlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. And the houses of Kish, Saul's father, was lost, were lost. And Kish said unto Saul's son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise and go see the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha. But they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamins, but they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Saul, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God. Somebody say, a man of God. And it's an honorable man. All that he seeth cometh 
surely to pass. Now, let us go theater. Peradventure, it can show us our way that we should go. Then says Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring this man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? Can you see the reasoning? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a checker of silver. That will, I, that will I give to the man of God okay, to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of the Lord, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer. For he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. Can you say amen? But I want to, to look at verse 15. And the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the heartland of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people, Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry is come unto me. Can you say Amen. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake to thee of. This same shall reign over my people. And you can read on and on. Now, a problem brought him there. Amen? Amen. If he had not pursued the problem, if he had not followed through, he wouldn't have gone into his place of his promotion. So every time you are carrying, I mean, you are going through a problem that seems not to be going all away. Now it's because God wants to take you to a place of honor. That's that's a place you cannot get to in God if you give up so easily. Are you hearing me now? You must know how to hold on, how to keep pressing forward in the face of affliction, because then God supplies His strength. If this guy had, 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 had turned back, okay, when they got just to one or two places and they couldn't find the houses, he would have lost his promotion. And yet, God has put promotion in the belly of Samuel for him. I pray that you are going to stand through until God shows up in the name of Jesus. Finally, let's look at Acts chapter 28. Acts 28. Let me show you another case study there. From verse 1 to 6. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people shielded us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat. And fastened on his hand. That means he, beat, he was beaten. That's, that's what you see in some translation. He was beaten, you know, by a viper. A viper is very voluminous, I mean, uh, venomous, I mean, venomous, and also it's very dangerous. Now, verse 4. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hand on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is what? A murderer. 
whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. Verse 5, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit, they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. Can you say amen? amen? When God wants to make you a God to Pharaoh, when God wants to make you a God to your generation, he makes you to pass through what others could not pass through. Can you say amen? amen. What this guy went through would have killed him, would have killed many others. But because the strength of God was there to strengthen him and stabilize him, he passed through. There are certain places you are, you are passing through right now or you have passed through that other people will not survive there. Are you hearing me now? They saw the children of Israel pass through the Dead Sea, in between the sea. And the Egyptians said to themselves, if they could do it, then we could do it. And they followed them. Are you hearing me now? And the children of Israel came out of that sea. The sea that gave them honor was the sea that destroyed Pharaoh and his army. Can you say amen? amen. I pray that God will grant you strength. Amen. I pray that God will grant you strength. Amen. As I begin to round off this message, I pray that strength that you have for the journey that is set before you, strength unusual, strength unsearchable, the Lord will release over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Every one of us at some point in time in our work with God, we need the supply of this unusual strength. This strength comes spiritually, spiritual strength. Sometimes you need marital strength, you know, for God to strengthen your marriage. Sometimes you need mental strength. Sometimes you need physical strength. Are you hearing me now? Other times you need financial strength. And I pray that every strength that is needed for the journey of your life, the Lord will give you in Jesus' name. Amen. Strength for the journey of your life, the Lord will grant you in Jesus' name. Amen. Strength for the journey of your life, the Lord will grant you in Jesus' name. Amen. Say after me, dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father I, thank I thank you for the grace, for the, grace the anointing, the, anointing, the strength you have supplied me to proactively take every of my type one challenges, problems, delays, affliction, opposition, and battles. Thank you for the supply of type one strength. Open your mouth and talk to him. Thank him for that supply. Thank him for that supply of the type one. When you speak, things happen. When you speak, open your mouth and pray. Say Father, we hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi, Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.